Welcome to the Community Hotline for the community, by the community. I'm your host, Mr. Bob Fang, and today we have Priya. Priya. <laughs> Thank us, you. Tell us, Thank Priya, you. What, what, is, what does Priya mean? Sorry? What does Priya mean? Priya means lovable. Lovable? Yeah. Did you make that up? No, I did not make that up. It's it's a dictionary meaning. Like so, in um, in the Hindu mythology, you every word or name is either associated with the god or it has a meaning to it. Uh, so majority of the people keep their names with as getting them associated with some other name or some words meaning. So my name means lovable. So I give love. I take a lot of love. It's all love around me. Got it. I love that. I love that. Uh, so tell us, uh, what are top three facts about you? Oh, wow. That's interesting. <laughs> so top three facts. Um, first of all, um, even though I'm myself a little disorganized, I love organizing people. Okay. So that's one of it. Um, second, um, I love... Um, helping uh, students uh, to, you know, achieve academic excellence. So be it getting into their dream college, being it, uh, you know, having a nice career path, get, uh, getting some information to where should I go? What are the different career options that they can choose for? So essentially helping students in their academic growth is something that really drives me. Um, and the third fact about me is... Um, I really value transparency um, and uh, honesty in a relationship. And if these things are not there, uh, it's like uh, no O for me from day one or irrespective. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Let's move on to the first topic of the day, which is money. Uh, tell us what is money. For me, um, honestly, the definition of money changed uh, from while I experienced COVID. So I used to think that, uh, you know, uh, it was ingrained in me or maybe like my surrounding put it in me that, you know, money is everything. You can buy all kinds of happiness through money. Uh, but actually, you know, COVID made me realize that it's not just money that can give you everything. There were people who, who were affluent enough but still could not survive through uh, COVID and they did not get the exact medical attention or, you know, money could not buy one basic thing that they wanted at that time. So money is important. Uh, yes, I definitely think. But I think it's not the only commodity that can give you the entire world of happiness. Uh, it's, it's, it needs to be balanced with relationships and other things equally. So it's not just one thing that, you know, uh, that will give you all the happiness in the world. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, in high school, did you ever, uh, did you ever have a job or did you get an allowance? And then if you did or whatever money you received, what did you spend most of your money on? Two part question. <laughs> okay. So no, I did not have a job in high school. Um, and essentially because I think that's not a, I was uh, born and brought up in India and essentially in India, uh, or I feel maybe in a majority of the Asian countries, this is not a concept, which is very 
uh, natural or you know upcoming in like whatever it's it's a very free flowing thing in probably north american area or anything like that of that part of the world or maybe even europe for that matter but in asian countries and specifically in india it's not a thing so i i lived with my parents uh, my parents funded my uh, expenses at that time and uh, well i though i did not get uh, a typical pocket money but yes i did have a budget around uh, my expenses uh, which was on a monthly basis so i always believed in saving a little so i always divided whatever so every the first day of every month i used to get a amount an x amount so for instance if it's 100 dollars i used to get that much so i used to always make sure that i have uh, packed 20 dollars aside and then for the rest of the month uh, i will just manage myself in 80 dollars and if i'm able to save uh, from that 80 as well wow that's a bonus for me uh, maybe i can spend it on something lavish the next month or you know collect it for something new but apart from that i always had this portion that i used to keep aside uh, in case of emergency in case you know it can be like it was even not even uh, and when i say emergency it was not like you know related to health or anything like that but just in any case maybe i want to buy a gift for my parents and i wanted you know even though it was not my money but since i had got it to spend and i saved from it it gave me the feeling that you know probably i earned it uh, and that joy of gifting from that money to your parents was something you know impeccable so saving in that way or maybe treating yourself a uh, few months down the line that okay i have 20 20 dollars every month saved saved up let me go to a nice fancy restaurant and treat myself or let me buy this thing that i thought was out of my budget but since i saved cutting on other stuff then why not spend it on myself on that luxury that i want got so. it got it what what did you uh, what did you spend most of your money on was it on yourself or was it on your parents um from that it was mainly on myself but uh, as i said uh, you know i i made sure that i had this little part saved which i utilized on everybody's uh, birthdays in my family so i used to make sure either if i'm making something handmade or anything so i used to buy from that saved money or getting a flower or getting a cake anything uh i used to make sure that i don't ask them for a fresh amount of funds for it but i do it from my saved money i love that i love that for uh you know buying gifts for everyone in the family did you have a like a like a notepad where you wrote all this down everyone's birthdays or was it you to memorize everything um no so when it comes to birthdays though i'm very bad at it to be very honest uh i'm bad at remembering birthdays uh and i think my friends have this constant complaint from me that you don't remember anybody's birthdays but uh you would be surprised that i actually remember everybody's birthday in my family so i i do remember their birthdays i don't need to note it down or anything like that and i'm usually one of those people who is very excited to celebrate anybody's birthday so uh, it's it's like you know you even though i'm like quite mature now and grown up but still when it comes to a party planning or something like that you will always see that uh, kidishness or maybe that kid nature reflecting within me so i get super excited when it's somebody's birthday or any kind of an event or planning okay i like that all right second topic of the day which is education tell us uh was there a big a uh, change in your personality between uh i guess high school and primary school 
Um, well, I think, uh, yes, there was um, um, a drastic change there because um, even though I did not like a lot of children change schools uh, from high, you know, secondary school or, you know, they shift schools generally, but I did not. Uh, but even after that, uh, it was a vast exposure. Uh, mainly, I would give credit to two things. Um, a, I had my elder sibling in the same school. So she could, you know, guide me uh, through a lot of things. And I, I had a foot front uh, compared to other students. Um, and second, uh, it was because I had aimed to become one of the um, council members within my school. So I had, uh, you know, started planning, talking to my teachers with regard to the same thing. Uh, you know, uh, how do I get into the council? What are the things that I need to do? Maybe academically, maybe in extracurriculars. And that interaction actually uh, matured me, matured my thinking. Uh, okay. It, it gave me uh, a little holistic view apart from the books or the daily uh, studying that I was doing. Okay. Um, I was also a part of uh, one of the sports teams, uh, the volleyball team in my school. Um, so that, uh, you know, being a part of uh, a sports team, uh, going to different uh, schools to play, uh, interacting with those students, seeing how they are managing their studies. So all of these small, small parts uh, gave me a lot of exposure. And this added to that shift and, you know, me maturing uh, from senior school to higher secondary or and whatever. Okay. Is there, so you sound like a very studious student. Um, was I, there... I wasn't. I would actually correct that. I, I was never uh, very focused on, okay, I want X marks. Okay. I, I always had this in mind that I wanted to perform above average. Okay. But I had never this thing in mind that um, I want to be an, a topper or maybe, you know, get first, second, third rank. That was never in my mind. I always wanted a decent percentage above average. Because I always wanted to be an all-rounder person. I, I always liked being part of everything within the school, not just being academically focused. Got it. Got it. So um, did you go to public school or private school in high school? Um, so it's, it's a private school. Um, uh, in India, you have either the government schools, which are the public schools, or you have the private schools. Um, in the private also, there are a few um, which are like, they're, they're divided due to the kind of expenses your parents can do. So mine was like a mediocre one. Uh, it was run by uh, nuns. Uh, mine was a convent school. So uh, it was run by nuns. And uh, we had like, uh, it was a Christian school. But then we did uh, equally preach each and every religion there was no biasness or no cultural distinction there so that was great about it was it an all boys school all girls school or was it a mix yes it was an all girls school so was there uh i guess was there bullying going on you know in your school like yeah there was i i think i think that happens everywhere um we're not talking about everywhere we're talking about your school specifically <laughs> yeah so there was uh bullying uh a few times like i do remember a few instances but personal uh I, two personal sorry? two personal stories two personal bullying experiences um 
I think I never faced one um, as such, if I say, but I had just um, heard that a few seniors were ragging uh, somebody in the junior class. So it, it has all been grapevine. I haven't been a part of one, either on the receiving end or the giving end. Yes, maybe I was a part of a few, uh, you know, jokes that I, I used to play around with my friends uh, for that matter. But then they were harmless. Uh, at least I think so. They were harmless. And nobody really came up to me and said that, you know, it, it hurt them in any manner, emotionally or physically. So so I, I don't think I don't have any particular instances to give you right now. Yes, if you ask me that, okay, what were the two, three crazy things that you did in school? I can probably contribute there, but I don't think I have any bullying experiences here. Okay, what were the two crazy things that you did in school? <laughs> okay. Um, so, okay, so I, I think one I remember, um, we're not allowed, so in India, uh, Diwali, the festival of lights, uh, which comes around in October, November, Okay, so you're not supposed to have any, You, uh, as per the Indian tradition, you burst firecrackers. And that is not something that you're supposed to do in a school uh, premises. So even though I was part of the council member, uh, I was a council member, uh, we got in firecrackers within the campus. We burst them. And then when we were pulled up being the council members that who burst it, uh, we were all mum and shut about it. <laughs> So, so so that was one nice incident that I, I remember. Okay. And uh, just, just uh, I'm out of curiosity, um, you know, I know that you said bullying is a, is, a, is a worldwide thing, but like specifically in India, is it a, is it a big thing? Is it considered like a, I guess like a, like a thing most schools like talk about, like how bad is it, I guess? Like in um, America, you have, you have like school shootings, you know, like it gets pretty bad over here. So I'm just wondering in India, like, are there stabbings? Are there fights? Do people fight in India in schools that happen? Yeah, there are a lot of fights that go on. It does not go to the level of, uh, you know, shooting somebody or stabbing somebody. Okay. That is rare uh, to hear because either maybe it's like... Um, not much like you don't have that much free access to guns for that matter as you have in america okay so so it does not go to that level but uh yes even like the fights go to the level that it becomes like a near death case for a lot of students um and uh, a lot of times you will hear suicide cases as well because of the bullying so it results in suicide as well um but uh it, it is pretty common Okay, I will not say that it's not. Uh, it's just that I feel um, the awareness towards it is relatively less, though it has improved over the years from the time when I, you know, graduated from my school. And now that I see students and the types of, uh, uh, you know, sessions they have in place now in schools to apprise students that, you know, this is a form of bullying so that they know that they're being bullied. So those different steps are being taken to make students aware but it's still there, uh, a lot there. And at the ground level, you know, at the government schools as well, where you where people have less access to uh, how the world is shaping or what are the how the world is evolving. So 
it's it's still there but um so if if it was like maybe um 60% 10 years back maybe it's come down to 45 today but it's still there and a good amount like a 45% is still there which again needs to be reduced so there needs to be active steps that need to be you know taken uh, day in and out um and then awareness and then you know once we grow up like my generation grows up and becomes parents we we are well versed with the concept so we will teach it to our student uh, our children and then you know eventually it should get better got it got it so i know that you went to a uh, university in canada what are uh top 3 tips that you have for indian girls who are you know traveling abroad for for uni top 3 tips um first of all um i would say that um whenever you're traveling uh, alone for either study purposes or anything else um yes uh, when it comes to personal safety i'm not uh, saying that don't um, carry stuff like pepper spray or something like that but before that i would say that um, be well versed with what you're up to um, by that i mean that you know if you're traveling to a next place so make sure you you've probably seen the way maybe on google maps you have a lot of technology today that you can leverage so see the route see how you can travel there have alternative options so in case you're traveling by car or have an alternative option if that does not work maybe you could travel by a bus or a train probably um you know try to make sure that you have shared with your um loved ones or people who care about you a few details about that trip or something like that uh so that essentially it's just that in case something goes wrong and if you know people are not able to check upon you they know what were your last whereabouts okay so it it and i think i would say that not just for girls i would say that for guys as well okay um it should be for both genders there's no um, i i think there's no differentiation there but uh, i think you should be well versed with where you're going uh, what you need to do what are the things that you need uh, you know a lot of times uh we are very handy with the uh, carrying credit cards these days okay and a lot of times you see that that does not work so you know going to a small mom and pop shop where probably want to buy a bottle of water okay maybe they don't have a credit card machine so carry some cash as well so you know you should be well versed and well prepared when it comes to going to a foreign place uh and i think with that also um if you feel that country has a language barrier please 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 carry your translator these days it's it's much better uh though i feel english has become a universal language you know where everybody understands if not completely but in broken words or sentences but still uh carrying a translator uh, helps you a lot or even your phone you know where you can just show images of where you want to go or what you have um and with that i think my first thing would be which i really liked and i used to do was uh, if i could get local maps okay so for instance when i went to first montreal um the first thing was since i used to travel a lot by uh, the metro there the local metro my first thing was that i i took a metro map so if i had to explain it to anybody where i am like metro stations were my location marks um and and i knew okay how far i am or where do i need to go and i could talk like talk in their local language that way 
so i think that was like the first tip that i would give somebody um the second tip uh, i would say that um it's um like it i think it's i don't know if it's a indian tendency uh, or if it's a tendency that everybody has uh, you often tend to translate uh, you know the amount so for instance if it if it's like 20 dollars canadian dollars that you're buying something for you translate it to the home currency and then you say oh my god it's so expensive or oh my god it's so uh, affordable okay so i think stop translating <laughs> because um, that that can never be uh, your basis to buy something or not buy something because different countries have uh, different spending capacities they have different things so that comparison uh, gets you irritated and you probably could have enjoyed much more had you not compared and you know spent but that said obviously everybody has a budget in mind and do stick to your budget uh, but then stop you know having a comparison and just spend uh like you know normally and like just don't keep converting and taxing your brain for that got it got it and last one um the third tip um for somebody traveling uh, as a student uh, i would suggest that um go with a very open mind okay uh it's a new culture it's a new country uh you will feel um uh a little pushback okay because and and that said it would be in any country you will feel at a lot of times that you're unwelcomed uh even though you're not okay all the countries are very open these days um so but it's it just comes with the culture because you're new to it you're trying to understand okay so don't be very um focused on you know giving comments back that oh you know this is not how it happens in my country uh just embrace the new culture okay be very open to it uh even if you're facing some sort of discrimination which you feel uh, is there it's it's okay they will also take time the other country men will also take time to you know um get uh, well acquainted to you your culture your thinking style okay so so it's very important for students to uh, interact with local people try local cuisines meet with uh, you know uh, local nationalities or make friends know more about their culture know what are what is uh, considered good or bad within their culture so you know um, there are different countries have different styles of saying hi hello or greeting or for that matter saying like uh, one of the difference that i felt if i can put context to this was that uh, in india uh, even in my corporate environment uh, we had less of a system of saying sorry and thank you okay it was something maybe uh, unsaid or it just showed with the gestures or the way we spoke but uh, this is one difference that i realized uh, while i was studying uh, at my college that uh, these two words were very important so if you if somebody did help you it is not that it's unsaid that you're thankful to them but it is important to say as well okay so that was one difference that i faced uh, i learned over a time and now it has ingrained in my day to day uh, conversations so i i think that's it's a lot of things happen for the good uh, and you will learn a lot of new things uh, just go with an open mind uh, and try to experience everything okay even the extreme cold that canada offers you uh it's 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 beautiful trust me uh so 
love yeah. that. Okay. Well, let's move on to the last topic of the day, which is love. Tell us, what is love? Interesting and a very tough question, indeed. Is that your I answer? Think, <laughs> <laughs> I think um, love for me um, today is uh, understanding, okay? understanding um and i would even like to add uh, adjustment to that okay while a lot of people will debate with me and say that you know why adjustment uh okay because uh, why should you adjust or well, everybody has their own notion towards that word but i i would say that um adjustment is very important so in any relationship that you've been till date be it with your mother with your father with your friends uh, with your siblings anybody Okay, you have always adjusted a bit. And if you haven't or you don't realize, the other person has adjusted with you. Okay, uh, in some relations, it comes unsaid. Uh, but when it comes to probably your better half or your girlfriend or boyfriend or anybody, you just think of it as a very big term and you're like, why should I adjust? So, so I think uh, love for me is uh, understanding and adjustment. And when you have them both, um, if not equally from both sides, but at a level where uh, nobody feels that they're um, doing some favor on the other person by, while adjusting or while understanding, I think it's a perfect, beautiful relationship that they have. Got it. Got it. What about, uh, what's your relationship with your sister like? You know, I know, I know a lot of uh, siblings, they get into arguments. Um, yeah. What's your, what's, tell us. So, so me and my um, sister, we have uh, a five-year age gap, okay? Um, to be very honest, growing up, um, that age gap was like 10 or 15 years, uh, okay? Because uh, I was maybe a teenager, you know, with a different mindset. Uh, she was one of the eldest siblings, so she had that pressure from parents to be the best one, to be the good one, to be the idle one, either for the younger sibling or whatever. So so there was always a difference of opinion. Uh, there were a lot of clashes. Uh, we did not bond like friends. Uh, we just bonded like siblings. Okay. Um, but I think, sorry? What does that mean? So, so you know, uh, a lot of times you will see... Um, so... So one is with your sibling, like, you know, you can share anything. Uh, you can go talk your sorrows out. You can talk about your personal life. You can talk about your love life and everything. My bond with my sister was that I could uh, go to her with my problems uh, or with my um, with my happiness only to the level where I, I felt comfortable that I would not be judged. Okay. So, so if so, for instance, if my culture does not permit to uh, have uh, uh, have a friend who is a guy, for instance, okay, I could not go and talk to about it to my uh, sibling, to my sister, okay, because uh, for me, she was at the same level as my parents. She would have, I thought, she would judge me uh, at the same intensity that my parents would, or she would give me the same reaction that my parents would. So there was no. Uh, friendly like there was no uh, friendship there between me and my sibling okay it was just a sibling bond that yes whenever I needed her I knew she would be there behind my back okay or vice versa 
okay but i think over the years uh when we both have matured uh and you know even she understands that you know some things are like different phases of life you always have to go through them um okay so so i think after like now after adulting i think we have that age gap of 5 that became 15 has probably gone down to 2 or 3 years now uh, or maybe eventually i think in the next few years it will go down to zero and we'll be just like you know two friends chit chatting away um so but it's a beautiful thing like i think everybody who has a sister would agree with me that it's a beautiful bond to have what do you what would you uh what advice would you give two pieces of advice you would give to the to young girls who have older sisters and all they do is fight you know and they're in high school you know what what would you say to that um i think my first uh, advice to them would be that um it's very important now that i think of it um your sister was right okay at whatever stage she was okay whatever she was saying she was right okay it is just uh, a situation at that time you both are into different situations which you know frames your mind frame differently but you both are looking at a good for each other in the end okay so so i think it's uh, while i would want younger sister you know younger sisters to open up to their elder ones i would also tell elder siblings to actually give them that uh, path to open up to them okay if if you if you stop for once stop acting like a mom and start acting more like a, a sibling or a friend okay so that your younger ones can open up to you uh, i think it would be better and with that said when i say you know you can you need to open up that does not mean that you know you don't stop your younger sibling from doing wrong okay you you can eventually you can be their friend even so today uh, at that time you know uh, i had my friends who were doing wrong and i used to advise them that no you should not do it that's wrong and they used to listen and it used to be vice versa so why can't that bond be between two siblings as well if it if it can be at two peers at the same age it's just about you know how you look at that bond and how you develop or nourish it got it got it who who do you have a better relationship with your uh, your mom or your dad Mm, my mother. Okay. What yeah. what what what's the are you not able to communicate with your dad or what's the what's the friction there? Uh no, I see I feel there's no friction there uh to be very honest. It's just the kind of um uh you know my house how my household was shaped. Uh so my father is a businessman uh and you know generally you have that x amount of hours that your parents your like my father is out at work so whenever he comes back it's uh during the dinner table or early in the morning at the breakfast table okay and at both the times it's like the entire family is present there so your one on one bonding is comparatively less whereas uh, my mom is a housemaker okay so so my bonding with her is more because of the simple reason that i could get x amount of more hours to spend with her so be it at school when i was back home by like maybe 2 pm 3 pm so i had those extra 5 6 hours uh, that i could spend with her and you know nourish that bond which i think probably got lost somewhere over the years with my father but that said i would say like um, i think i can equally go to both with my problems 
uh there's no kind of friction that you know i can probably yes there are some things that i can probably share with my mother in a better manner uh because i know how that bond is but uh for me uh, i think both my parents are equally uh, placed uh when it comes to sharing my happiness or my sorrows got it who was your first love my first love <laughs> my first love was actually roger federer <laughs> Okay. Yeah, okay. So I I think I I grew up watching him play, and uh, it is still my dream to I I did see one of his match um, when there was this uh, season called uh, IPTL in India. So I did see him live, but I think uh, the best would be when I see him in center court, uh, either playing against Nadal. Um, and you know and then once he's done with the game probably you know he just takes off his shirt and gives it to me autographed that would be like the best day got it so you so you like the older guys <laughs> no i just like roger <laughs> have you ever uh, have you ever encountered like uh, creepy guys and uh, how did you deal with them mm yeah quite a many um but personal story <laughs> tell me the creepiest guy that's ever uh your creepiest experience with a guy and how you handled it i i think i i don't uh, remember if i can classify him as the creepiest but i think this is one of like one of the newest things that happened um so it was during while i was in canada um during my mba um so i had uh, there were different uh, you know there are different nights in different pubs that get organized okay so we had gone for a bollywood night uh, with my college friends and uh, i was just standing at the bar and then this guy came and he started whispering in my ear okay and my friends were a little away and they were dancing Uh, okay so so he just started whispering and then he's like oh you're this you're that and you know um how are you here and you know he just tried to strike conversation so i just looked at him like he kept on saying okay and i i just kept on nodding because i was i didn't want not want to even look at him so i think in the end uh, he just saw me looking at my group dancing so and he's like oh so that's your group i was like yeah that's my group and that guy and i just picked up one of my guy friends and i was like yeah and that's my boyfriend uh so and before that he had already you know passed on a drink for me and he's like oh i'll pay your bill and everything so and then <laughs> when i said that uh, he just looked at me and you know he had this puzzled face like what why did you make me pay everything then <laughs> Yeah. Okay, and then uh, eventually he walked off. So I was like, okay, <laughs> not a free drink. Got it. What? Yeah. Tell me the last question. The before we wrap it up, what is a defining moment in your life, and how did it impact you? I think I'll take time to think about it. <laughs> you have thirty seconds. <laughs> Mm. I think um I I would give this this tagline to the moment when I actually decided to uh pursue my MBA from a university abroad okay 
um it it changed me completely top to bottom okay and that was year 2019 so it changed me personally it changed me emotionally it changed me professionally uh it changed me academically okay so it 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 impacted each and every uh phase of my life uh the way i interact with people today uh has changed uh the way i um absorb information the way i uh, probably you know take feedback uh okay or give feedback for that matter um my my tone of conversation uh how do i look at personal growth uh how do i look at professional growth okay it 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 impacted everything so uh i was in my bubble till 2019 okay uh coming from a business family coming from a family which is very uh you know more focused on just family knit things Uh, rather than uh, having even a friend circle which was wide enough so my interaction was very limited to like minded people but uh, this shift of going from india to canada uh, i interacted with people from a different community from a different culture from a different country uh, people who have struggled at different phases in their life uh, i met with a lot of people who were in my mba but probably 10 years elder to me who've seen that struggle uh who were guiding me with that um so i i learned that you know everybody's life graph is not the same okay everybody will have a peak time but your peak time can be maybe at your 40s or it can be at your 20s okay but it's it's you who actually uh plans how you will uh live through that peak time okay, okay. so uh so uh like for instance if i if i give an example um i was very uh, bubbled up that okay uh, i i had a consulting experience so post my mba i would probably get a job in a consulting firm only right or maybe i i wanted to go towards general management or i had an interest in marketing so maybe i could go for a marketing management or something like that of a role but uh, going in my mba interacting with people from different uh, you know different uh, work spheres uh, i interacted with a lawyer or a nurse uh, somebody who gives uh, classes on mental health okay so interacting with different people i actually it opened my horizon that it's not just those typical things that you think about or hear about today okay there are different things that people excel in okay there are a lot of people who have a main job and doing so many side hustles okay so i never knew something like that existed that's exactly when i started doing my side hustle of you know helping students in their academic or uh, you know achievements or getting admits to the right school uh that's when i realized that it's so important to interact with new people because you get to know a lot from them so for instance i got in touch with you uh i think our relationship has been beautiful it has been a very two way um you know i learned a lot of things from you uh hopefully you learned a lot of things from me <laughs> so so you know interacting with different people um knowing about their culture um knowing with what background they come from how did they struggle to come to a point where they are today uh you know there are different goals or there are different ways where you can pivot your life 
Um, so post my MBA, I had thought maybe I would go into project management or something like that. But today I am at a uh, at a metaverse company where you know um, I am at CEO's uh, office position, where I'm thinking like an entrepreneur, living a life like an entrepreneur, something that I always wanted, but I did not know where to you know put a path to it. So I think my th that was one moment that today I am so aspirational in life. Okay that I'm very open to new challenges. I'm very open to learning, okay, which I wasn't probably uh, three years down the line. Got it, got it. Okay, thank you for sharing today. Uh, where can people find you? Um, so, you can, sure. so either they can reach out to me over LinkedIn um, and I think you would share the account details. Uh, or um, I have a Instagram page called Passport to Campus, so I would I'm always available there as well. So people can reach out to me, and if they have any queries or anything more about how do we go about studying abroad, or you know how do we adjust in a new country, and specifically Canada, or anything about my current role or anything they want to talk about, they can definitely reach out to me. Got it. Okay. And uh, before I forget, um, if you guys are interested in jumping on the community hotline, feel free to reach out. Send me a DM at NinjaXFang. If you're in the U.S. and uh, you need someone to talk to you, feel free to text home to 741-741. That is a national hotline up and running. Thank you, guys. See you next time.